Jamal Fenner did such a great job at LBJ and uh, and uh, the director of high school relations, Texas. So I had the opportunity to catch up with Jamal afterwards and just talk over about him bridging that and bridging his personal gap now moving on into the collegiate ranks. Even though you're not an active high school football coach anymore, you're certainly attached to the game as well. So uh, how cool is it to be back here again? You've had student athletes come through here, win scholarships before uh, to get a chance to see these young men get honored. Yeah, it's definitely a great opportunity to get back and to see, you know, student athletes recognized for their hard work and accomplishments in the classroom and also on the playing field. But, yeah, it's just definitely an honor to be here. Now, you have a, a, a really neat, cool job, but does it make you miss it a little bit here when you see these guys come through because thinking of your time as a coach? Uh, definitely uh, miss it, you know, because uh, those high school athletes, you know, and coaches, that relationship is very special. And so when you transition to the next level, you know, it's an adjustment. But uh, definitely uh, felt great being around high school athletes. All right, let me ask you about the transition. How's it going? How, how are you liking the new gig? It's going well. I'm loving it, you know, just have an opportunity to be able to connect with other high school coaches, but then also with the collegiate coaches and get adjusted to that as well and, and you and i were talking about how it moves from one event to another event to spring ball to after that conditioning all that stuff it's it's a never-ending cycle isn't it absolutely you know it's constant you know whether you're in spring ball transitioning to recruiting and then also you know just being able to uh, be at that next level yeah uh good to catch up with him a little bit and and talk about that as well so uh tremendous uh tremendous uh, the evening for all of those. By the way, I, I, you know, I'd mentioned that uh, Evan McGregor had uh, captured silver in the 800. Uh, he had broken the AISD record that Kepler Huntress had had off and on since his sophomore year and had it lowered Friday night. They both are going to try and lower it at the meet of champions this coming weekend at Texas State. So that's really cool. Another. So we w- wish them all all the best. As well. All right. So uh, that was the high school and the transition into the uh, collegiate realm uh, for Texas. We mentioned the Longhorns took two or three from San Jose State, and now they get back to conference play this week. The other notable thing about last weekend was Tanner Witt going back to the mound for Texas, pitching the three innings. He had two, one, two, three innings, had the one inning where he gave up a hit and a walk and that uh, three run homer, uh, but did it all in 40 pitches designated start, qualified for the win. He got the win. Afterwards, he visited with our Ty Harrington down on the field to discuss how it went and how he felt. Well, you get back out on the mound, third start of the year, this time a little bit more extended. Tell us how it felt to go three innings as opposed to just a one inning and how comfortable you look. I know you look comfortable. How comfortable did you feel out there today? Right. You know, it's always good to get out of that first inning. You know, that had been a struggle of mine the past two outings. Um, so it's good to get out of the first one. Um, it was a step in the right direction. You know, I, I made a couple pitches that I'd like to get back, and they ended up hurting me. But, you know, it was a step in the right direction, made good adjustments, um, and a lot better misses, which, uh, which that's what we've been focusing on. You know, really and truly, they only landed on one ball. The ball they hit the right field to win, maybe push it a little bit. Is that what? Because, you know, Dylan Campbell was tracking it hard to get out there. But your changeup came into play. Your off-speed came into play. You landed several change-ups and breakers today. Starting to get a little bit better feel for your off-speed? Absolutely. You know, I think that that's the whole thing with this process It's just getting comfortable again. Um, it's been so long since I've been on the mound competing. Um, so to get back on the mound, be able to compete, um, land off-speeds, I mean, that's just going to make my fastball play even better. Um, it all starts with my fastball, but being able to land off-speeds, you know, it makes them, makes them have to, uh, has to honor every, a little bit of everything in my repertoire. So that was, that was big for me. 
we all know because we've seen you pitch here before, and I've known you for a long time. You're really, really an ultra-competitive kind of guy. How fulfilling is it right now after 13 months of waiting and working and doing all those little weights and doing all that, everything rehab, which is so diligent and lonely at times, how good does it feel to be back out there? I mean, it gives me goosebumps talking about it. You know, it's it's people don't realize 13 months without baseball. You know, I mean, that's my love and passion. It's what I love to do. So to be able to get back out there, compete, that's what I love to do. Um, I mean, even win, or lo- win or lose, be able to be healthy, be out there, compete. I mean, that's what I love to do. So just to be able to do that, it's, it's a win in itself. Congratulations on a weekend. Good luck moving forward. Nothing better than having those spikes on their dirt, isn't it? Absolutely. Thank you very much. You know, um, Longhorn fans, there's no question about it, want uh, Texas to have a big week, good weekend against West Virginia, you know, even, you know, in, in, in I won't say wildest dreams, but most long-range dream, try to get see if you can get a sweep, get a piece of the Big 12 championship, all that sort of thing, um, you know, uh, move up in the, the pecking order for a higher seed for next week's Big 12 Conference tournament. The tournament begins a week from Wednesday. begins in nine days at Globe Life Field in Arlington. And I know Longhorn fans definitely want all of that, and I as a broadcaster certainly would like to see all of those things happen as well. Having said that, the uh, it makes you feel good to see a guy like that, uh, Tanner Witt, such a competitor, such an engaging young man, fun guy, as popular a teammate as any of those Longhorns have. I mean, he's there, uh, and, and and you know this is a little side note off of it. I don't know if anybody noticed this because it was such a blowout on Friday night in that twenty-four to three game. He had two really cool moments in that. Uh, one. Tanner Carlson hit a grand slam. It was one of two grand slams hit in the game. Eric Kennedy had the other. Uh, E.K. also had a three-run homer in the game. He had eight RBIs. It was the most RBIs by one Longhorn in a game since Ron Gardenhire in 1978. Yeah, wow. the Twins manager for years, and now is uh, managing uh, uh, indie League Baseball. Yeah, Ron Gardenhire. Yeah. All right, so you had that. Uh, it, it, you had that. Uh, and I mentioned Tanner Carlson getting a grand slam. Also, Cam Constantine, who'd had all of two hits in his Longhorn career, and a great teammate, a backup first baseman, but a utility guy, just a guy his teammates love, comes up and hits a home run. So, yeah, even in the 24-3 ball game, there are some moments that, that make you smile and that sort of thing, and, and he hit one. That was one of them. And then you have a moment like that. It, Cam is one of those real popular teammates, and Tanner is one of those real popular teammates and has worked so hard to get back uh, to get healthy again. And all the proper precautions are being taken uh, by uh, the Texas training and medical staff and David Pierce and Woody Williams and and, and Tanner and, and his folks, his team, if you will, that sort of thing. They're all approaching this cautiously, uh, methodically, incrementally, but all are hoping that he can indeed become a big factor for Texas getting to the postseason. The clock's ticking, and we're getting close to what's going to happen, you know, coming up in the postseason. Longhorns have uh, this week with uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday games against West Virginia and a really good West Virginia team. And, And then you have the Big 12 tournament and then the regionals, 
and whether they're at home or on the road, and right now the odds appear that they will be on the road, but whatever it might be, uh, if they can have Tanner Whip back in the fold, I think it makes a big difference there. Um, I mentioned this earlier in the program, and and we'll uh, we'll do some more on this tomorrow, and Wednesday, and even into Thursday. It's almost like the the, the reaction that I get from Longhorn fans and and folks around the even around the Big Twelve is in looking at West Virginia. It's almost like that line. If you ever saw the movie Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Camp with Paul Newman and Robert Redford, and they're going away and they're trying to get away and they're trying to get away as bandits and they're being chased and these guys just keep chasing them and they see them off in the distance still following their trail. And the line is, who are those guys? That's the line. Who are, and that was kind of the reaction that a lot of folks had about West Virginia because West Virginia opens its season every year on the road. They have to. The weather is too inclement in February in West Virginia. So they play in places like Myrtle Beach and Florida and even out in Arizona, that sort of thing. They, they open on the road, and I think that probably toughens them a little bit. Uh, and then when they've gotten the type of pitching they've gotten with a couple of really good starters and a couple of really good bullpen arms, they're tough to beat. And then if you haven't heard of J.J. Weatherholt, if you haven't heard about what this guy has done this year, you need to check him out. Um, when he's batting virtually almost 100 points ahead of everybody else in the league, and I think coming out of yesterday, J.J. Weatherholt, the second baseman for the Mountaineers, is batting 466. And you say, okay, he's a slap hitter. He's got 15 home runs. Video game numbers. Yeah, 15 home runs. Uh, okay, well, what does he do on the base pass? He's stolen 35 bases. Yeah, he's going to win Big Jeez. 12 Conference Player of the Year. He's going to be up for National Player of the Year. So that's a guy worth coming to the ballpark to see this week is J.J. Weatherholt. But this whole West Virginia team is really good. Carlson Reed out of the bullpen. Blaine Traxel is a starter. Ben Hampton is a starter. This is a ball club that I think is a lock to be a regional host, and they still have a shot. Now, they're pushing from the outside, but they have a shot at even being a top eight. They'd have to maybe have a big weekend this weekend, win the Big 12 outright, maybe even win the Big 12. I don't know. Depends on what else is going on, too. Because if you've looked around college baseball, there's a lot of other strange things happening. It was really unfortunate to see Texas State get swept by Louisiana over the weekend because that might have killed off an at-large spot for them. They may have to go and win the Sun Belt Tournament in Montgomery to get into a regional now as a result. They they play in Fort Worth against TCU tomorrow night, and then they're back home against uh, a not-good Louisiana Monroe team, so it's probably not going to be enough to help them. They're going to have to have a probably a big run in Montgomery, maybe uh, perhaps win the tournament in order to get into a regional. We'll see. But there's stuff happening all around the country, some unusual things that have happened in SEC play this year and uh, and in other spots in the ACC and the Pac uh, 12 as well.